Hello and welcome once again to Deep Point, an extra podcast from Emerging Cricket where we go into more detail on stories that we didn't get to cover on the main weekly show. I'm Nick Skinner, but this episode I'm handing you straight over to our USA correspondent Nate Hayes as he chats with former England fast bowler Liam Plunkett ahead of his stint with the minor league cricket competition. Take it away, Nate. Today's guest is none other than England international, World Cup champion and brand new Major League Cricket member, Liam Plunkett. Liam, welcome to the Emerging Cricket Podcast. No, it's great to, great to speak to you, mate. Uh, we've hinted in the past of the Instagram that something might happen, but I've tried to keep it a little bit hush. And, but uh, it's nice to be able to talk to you and, and speak all things USA Cricket, Major League Cricket, and obviously the minor league cricket, what's going ahead now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting to me as a fan of cricket in this country to finally have domestic system and to see you know, quality people being involved in that. So for starters, your wife is from Pennsylvania, and so you spend a lot of time here in the United States. Can you tell us your reasons for coming to the USA for Major League Cricket and Minor League Cricket and what, what your role will be? I, I met my wife 14, 15 years ago now. Uh, she'll probably listen to this, so she'll probably uh, tell me what did specifically, how long ago it was, but uh, 14, 15 years ago. Uh, so obviously I've been coming to the States since then uh, for, for winters at a time in between playing, in between cheering with England and county. Uh, cricket and I didn't really back then I didn't realize there's places I could go in and, and, and train and use cricket facilities I would use like an all-star baseball facility in Westchester PA and then it was only further down the line this was before 2018 before I went to a Sri Lanka tour that I found out there was a facility in Warminster just outside Philadelphia with, with cricket lanes and I went ahead and, and played some cricket down there uh, which was, yeah, unbelievable for me. I didn't realise it was cricket so close to home. Uh, but moving on to, to the point about why now, I think we, we, we approached the subject uh, before Christmas, speaking to the guys who run the, the Major League, Samir and uh, Samir Mehta and, and the other guys, talking about how I possibly could come on board with the Major League. And for me, my, my first thing was I was with Surrey and I, Surrey and I wanted to fulfill that contract. They've been really good for me over the last few years. Uh, the first year I signed with Surrey was the World Cup. I didn't see too much of me. The second year was uh, obviously the, the pandemic and not much sport was played. I played a little bit of T20. And this year I didn't really get going. Uh, obviously got injured at the wrong time and then the games came thick and fast and didn't really find my feet, but managed to sort of do like a mentor role uh, at Surrey a little bit in, in the second team there. And so it came to this decision. Obviously, I feel like I can play county cricket for a few more years. But with the opportunity to play major league cricket in a place like America, where the sport's for fanatics and when they get a hold of something, it gets big and, and bigger and bigger. Uh, and to be able to be in one place and live with my wife in our house that we've had for the last eight to ten years in Westchester, PA, like I mentioned before, it, it seemed like an opportunity of a lifetime. If someone told me 14 years ago uh, when I first went to, to Westchester that there was going to be a facility five miles down the road at Exeter, that they were going to be playing minor league cricket, I wouldn't have believed it. It was uh, such a far thing to, to think about. Uh, and that that's happening now with watching, obviously, the minor league going ahead now, and that's just down the road from our house in America. It's unbelievable. So to get that chance to sign this contract, to come on board and play my uh, major league cricket, and be attached to the Philadelphians, which are classes obviously home now. I felt like that for a long time. Obviously, got here uh, and in Philadelphia, uh, so be part of that the academy there at Philadelphia, and also uh, 
it's pretty much the northeast of, of cricket where the facilities are getting built there. I'm going to be part of that, help developing the, the cricket there, uh, bringing the youngsters through and, and help the guys around that system, keep making it more professional, like other guys have come across and done so, like Corey, uh, who's over there now, has obviously got runs last week, but just having the guys around to make it more professional, to help develop the game, to show the people coming through, well, this is the way that people around the world, successful people go about the game and it is a professional game. And there's lanes now where you can uh, earn money in cricket. And for youngsters coming through, like young guys from USA, they see that and get an appetite for that and can go on and play for USA. It's, that, that'd be a reward for me to help them people to do that. Well, still sort of being relevant in the, in the game and just coming off playing county cricket and the World Cup, I feel like I can offer a lot as a player as well as a mentor slash coach. Right. And, and Philadelphia actually has a, a, a tremendous cricket history as far as cricket histories go in this country. I'm sure you've uh, familiarized yourself with that since um, with Bart King, you know, being the home of Bart King, who's the best cricketer in the history of the United States. And many say one of the best bowlers in, in, in the world, in, in the history of the of world cricket. I know you watched some of the minor, some of the minor league games uh, and you've kept up with the Philadelphians. Uh, what is your what are your thoughts of, of that team first of all and what are your thoughts of the of the standard of the game in the United States I think like everything there's a lot of talent on show by watching you can see some very good professionals some good overseas players and a lot of good youngsters coming through hopefully down the line you want to see that switch where the youngsters from the USA are the ones who dominate in the game and that's going to take time uh, because a lot of these guys have not played against international players uh, players that are coming from overseas who've played at high level. So obviously the first couple of years is the youngsters and guys not played against that quality is getting used to that cricket and then proving themselves against it and then realising I can actually play as good as these guys and then believing in themselves. But by watching it, there's, there's some talent. And, and as you said, when USA cricket and American get behind the sport, it, it can get on a rocket, it can fly. So... Yeah, just watching that, I was intrigued because obviously I know there's some good cricketers who went over there. As I mentioned before, there's uh, Corey, who I played against a lot in uh, international cricket. But just watching it, the way they're about to go to business and watching it the last few weeks, the last sorry month or so, is there's, there's plenty of talent on show. And as you said, it's just putting that in the right direction. And hopefully I can jump on board and help these guys uh, head in that right direction. Yeah, and I can vouch for for the, for some of the quality of this, you know, having been a cricket fan here for, for, you know, not terribly long time, but long enough to understand the culture and the history of the, of the country to a degree, there've been some upstarts in the past. And, you know, so when you hear that something's coming again, there's, there's some cynicism naturally, but having been around a lot of the people involved in major league cricket in, in the Bay area a couple of months ago, um, some of the players that they brought over and how they're working with the communities and working in the league to improve cricket in the United States. I, I mean, I, I see, I see it happening. I see, I, I can vouch for the fact that they're, they seem to be doing a very good job if you, if you ask me. So to have players like yourself, coaches like yourself in, in this part of the country, I'm on the East coast also, but in, in the Northeast, you know, that's a big deal. We need more facilities there for sure. The quality of players, we have a lot of great players in the Northeast. Uh, we need more facilities and, and more, uh, more opportunities. So it's great to see them bringing, bringing people in who, who bought into the idea, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for me, that's what is, I'm, I'm coming to still play at my highest level. 
uh, I, I want to play in the major league and the minor league. And I, I would turn up and play village cricket the same as I would play international cricket. I turn up every game, mark my run up out, and every delivery is a delivery, no matter where I am in the world or who I'm playing for. And that's what I'm looking to do in, in America. Whoever I'm playing for, I'm trying to increase that standard. I, I want to, as I said, develop people. I want to challenge myself. And as I said, it's me coming across, it's obviously a good standard. Uh, in the minor league and in the major leagues is you have to, you want to create an environment where everyone's fighting for the places, no matter who you are or where you're from, you want to be able to challenge yourself and think, well, actually I need to be on my A game to play in these competitions. And that's, that's the drive for me is to come across and bring these people through. Hopefully I can set a good example and lead the way. And as I said, help the youngsters and the team I'm involved with to get better and show them the professional route. Right. And, and this is one of the issues that's, that's brought up a lot here. Uh, People can people there's a debate and it's natural that it, that it would happen that the damage versus the good that it does to bring in foreign players to the to the system here. You know, there's a lot of people protective about their chances, um, you know, on the national team and bringing in better players here might dilute their chances. But my my personal opinion is this is when you're talking about and I'm talking about chances of getting on the international team, the, the, the national USA team. Yeah. It's already very, very, very hard to do. Uh, and whenever you're picking an, a national team, you're not picking eleven. You're not picking eleven or fourteen players every time. You know, you're picking basically. There's only one or two spots. You know, it's it's a, it's there's never eleven full spots. So it's a hard thing to do anyhow. And raising the standard of cricket in this country, I think, is a very good move. Uh, you want, like you said, you want the young players to come up through some really difficult uh, situations to, to make a diamond out of themselves. And um, we're already seeing some of it now. It's great to see some of the young guys being put up against very good talent on a consistent basis and being able to watch it happen and seeing them develop. We have a young, a young man, Vatsal Beghella, uh, left arm orthodox spinner in California, who's leading the entire minor leagues in, in wickets right now. I mean, he bowls and over, he takes a wicket. It's ridiculous. So it's great to see guys like that. I mean, he's doing it every week too. So it's great to see that happen. Uh, and there's many other young players stepping up. Uh, and, you know, in my opinion, it's a good thing to bring, to bring the good talent over. Yeah, I, I agree. Obviously, it's easy for me to say that because I'm a guy coming in. <laughs> uh, and for me, I'm, as I said, in my career, if someone said to me, you're going to play for U.S., I, I'm, not, I'm looking to come to play major league cricket. My, my end goal is I'm there to promote cricket and play my best cricket for the major league and the minor league. As I said, even if it was something I ever considered right now to play for USA, which I'm not, is I'll be, what, in three years' time? And I'm not stupid enough to think I'll be good enough at that point. Do you know what I mean? I don't take things yeah. for granted. And right. by then, you've got the guys in that USA squad. They're getting better and better, playing more international cricket. They're playing sure. against better people day in, day out. So I think that... If people think that, like, oh, they're just going to come across and play, I mean, it needs to be uh, earned. The guys who are coming across, it's very good cricketers. But the next three years, how far can the guys that are already there, how much can they improve? They might keep some of these guys out. So it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not, for, uh, it's not for granted, right? You can't take it for granted. I feel what, what the guys are going to come across is to make it stronger cricket, to, to make uh, the minor league stronger, the younger guys and the local amateur guys who play minor league, you're going to play against better cricketers, which will make them improve. Or if people don't improve, then you drop out and people come in and take their place and then the pool gets bigger and stronger. 
And that's how you develop that to other players. And then your minor leagues gets better, your major league get credit better, then USA cricket gets better. So I feel for me, it's it's always a win-win. And, and I said, I, I think people shouldn't take it for granted because people are going to learn a lot in the next three years. So people who are going to be qualified, it doesn't give them a green pass to just get picked for USA. So that's, that's obviously my opinion. And I'm sure all these guys are professional enough to know exactly what it's cricket, right? It can change in a, in a split instance. So it's, it's a big league. It's 27 teams right now, the minor league. And um, that's massive. It's a, it's a very ambitious league. Uh, but one of the things I like about it, a lot of times, and you're going to get this when you don't have a defined domestic system, when you have a, just a lot of weekend tournaments and things like that, there's a, there's a tendency oftentimes to have a little bit of nepotism within the teams, within the, within the communities. That's not going to get you very far when you have a, when you have a defined domestic system. Yeah, like and, a good structure in place. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. When you have a good structure in place, you're going to lose when you do that. That you know, you're just gonna lose because everyone has to go in by the same rules when you're compiling a team. So you have to make you have to. <laughs> so do you want to win or do you want to fill sp- very limited spots with people that you that, that you're trying to boost just because you like them? So yeah, I mean, it's that thing, isn't it? It's I don't know. You're doing your if you're playing someone who keeps failing, you're doing yourself a, a disservice, really, aren't you? So yeah, you're not gonna make the the guy you're picking any better by keep picking him day in, day out, day in, day out by doing the same thing when people are, are chomping at his heels or who perform and who should be playing. And that, that happens everywhere in the world, right? That, that's just yeah. the way no. times it is. But as you said, with this structure in place, that should eliminate that kind of thing. Right. Uh, right. And the best, the best should play. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's definitely going to come, come out of this, uh, which is something we've needed in this, in this cricket culture in this country for, you know, forever. You're a big sports fan. You're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, I know you were happy when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. If you had grown up in this country, what sport do you think you would have played? Uh, I don't know. It's obviously my uh, my dad was a good cricketer. He didn't make it to be a professional level, but he was around the leagues. He was always like the best pro, like uh, pro seamer. He'd always finish one or two in the league with wickets and stuff. So obviously my dad is one of my role models, one of my cricket heroes growing up. So it's, I'm sure whatever sport he did, I would have sort of <laughs> took up to it. But I'm not sure for me, I don't know. I'm not quick enough or strong enough in certain parts of NFL. Maybe I've got a decent arm. I'm quite tall to be like a quarterback. I'd love the quarterback salary. Uh, <laughs> also, but I think looking at it, uh, maybe like a, a pitcher, right? So like, yeah. I don't know. When I first it came over in stages because when I first came to uh, USA, the Philadelphians were flying, and obviously uh, they won the World Series. And then obviously the Sixers were at a point where they were tanking, obviously doing that. And, sure. and now they're now they're back in the mix with their obviously their players Embiid and trust the system. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The process. Trust the, the process. Pro- that's it. Trust the process. That's the, that's the word. And then yeah. obviously Eagles won the Super Bowl. And as you said, I, I remember watching that. We were we were practicing. We we're in Tasmania, and it was in between nets. Uh, the security guard at Tasmania was watching it on his iPhone. So in between deliveries in the nets, I was just looking at it, have a little peek over watching the the game. <laughs> and so yeah, so it comes around in cycles, right? I've not really. I, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll flick on TV and watch the sport and stuff. But I'm probably gonna say. A picture. Can you throw a can you throw a spiral? Can you throw a football well? I mean, I can. I always thought as a cricket over here. I, I, at a time, I, I reckon I had one of the best throwing arms in, in the county. 
and but I never really threw football. I remember coming across uh, in a winter, and I obviously had a few months off. And I went down the local park with a few of the guys, had a couple of beers. And one of the guys brought his uh, his missus with him, his girlfriend, and, and I reckon all them guys' that arms was just as good as mine. <laughs> uh, and they were like throwing it like perfect spirals. It took me a while, but I got it. But it, it's not perfect by any means. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun skill. I, I, when I was a kid, that's what all I I would, I, if I couldn't find someone to play with, I would literally just go out and throw a football against a tree, against trees. I just find that's a new tree, and that would be my receiver, and that's what I did like every day. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It's like it, obviously this side of the world and cricket side. I would pinch my uh, mum's uh, stockings or tights, and then hang that on the washing line and put a cricket ball in it. And I'll just hit it on the uh, on the washing line in the, in the back garden, just saying, just hitting it over and over again. And it's just something you find time. And I, obviously, that that's helped me. There's a lot of things that have developed since pinching your mum's underwear. I'm sure uh, <laughs> to, to, to cricket skills now, but that that did job for me. Well, you could you could package it now, put your face on the wrapper. Yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, I'll do it. We we can link up, mate. Well, it can be a an advert, a commercial for your podcast. There you go. <laughs> So you you first appeared for England in 2005, and of course you won the World Cup in 2019. The game has changed a lot from the beginning to the end of your career. How did you keep up with it? What 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 did you do to make sure that you stayed up with the with the game? I think always be willing to to change uh, to change your role in a team if that's not what you do anymore. I think when I first started, I used to open the ball a lot more and try and swing the ball. Uh, and as time developed, I feel like I, I changed because I worked on my fitness a lot and I got stronger and I started bowling quicker. At one point, I wasn't as accurate. So then I got, all right, well, I'm just going to rope and ball quick. Uh, and with that, I got confidence and accuracy came back. So I think you always be willing to change. I went through cycles, as I said, with a new ball bowler. I got a lot of wickets playing for Durham, first-class cricket, opening the bowling. Uh, and then when I went to Yorkshire, playing red ball, I bowled first change, bowling short around the wicket. I got wickets for them. And with white ball, I first started swinging the ball. And then towards the back end, the last four or five years, it was middle overs of hitting the pitch hard, cross seam, wobble seam, like cutters and stuff like that. So, so don't be afraid to adapt and to change the game. Sometimes it is... I guess frightening to be able to change, but I guess it's if you, if you stay stagnant, uh, that's when you probably start going backwards. So don't be afraid, even if you. I'm not saying like I've ever been on top or the best, but when I felt like I've been on top of my game, how can you get better and change that a little bit? So don't be yeah. frightened. To, don't be frightened to change that. I feel you see that with, uh, with Joe Root currently. He he changed his uh, something in his batting setup at the start of the year after coming back from overseas trips and he struggled to get runs for Yorkshire the first few games and now he's adapted to it and obviously keeps reeling off hundreds after hundreds. So as you, the best, yeah, the best people do in the world, it's when you're at that pinnacle and you think you're in a good spot, can you change a little bit? It's a bit like business, right? I guess it's, if you stay the same and you get complacent with being like that, people are just going to overtake you. So keep adapting with it. And that's what I felt like I did quite well. Yeah, honestly, since I've discovered cricket myself, that's one of the things I love about the game the most is that not many sports, you really get the chance to change your entire role. And obviously, when you're on a team, you're at the mercy of that team, what your role is, you know, and you have to be able to adapt 
and you have to be willing to adapt and you can't in i think in cricket you can't really think of yourself in a box you know you have yeah. to think of yourself as someone who's learning all the time especially in like the franchise cricket a little bit because you might be a guy who bats number one two three and you got franchise cricket and you're bat number six so your game has to be able to adapt same as a bowler and you have the best bowlers in the world who play for the country then go to play IPL or different franchise cricket and that's not their role so I think the modern day cricketer is you have to be able well, not just say modern I guess in general if you want to be good at the game be able to do A, B, C and D rather than just your yeah, you 1A you know there's not really a cookie cutter solution to make cricket popular all around the world while franchise cricket should boost cricket here in the United States quite a bit and you yourself have played franchise cricket all around the world do you think franchise cricket has harmed this county system in England as much as some people say it has I've not played too much county cricket the last few years and maybe that's I guess the point where because your players get adjusted to playing white ball cricket and you play more white ball cricket around the world I guess but that's not everyone in the county system not everyone's playing franchise cricket there's a lot of people that are playing county cricket day in day out it's it's a great game for me it's so rewarding to win games of four-day cricket and win a championship trophy with the guys that you've been digging in the trenches with the last uh, how many games for me it's a great game and very rewarding like i just said but maybe it diluted it it's like the hundred i felt the hundred was a good success i enjoyed being involved in that but then if you look at the, obviously the Royal uh, London Trophy, it, you can look at it two sides. It's an opportunity for youngsters to come through and play and get an opportunity, but also the competition is not as strong as all the guys are playing in the 100. And that's just a fact, right? The guys who do well in the Royal London, they're, they can be stupid enough to think they've played against the best teams because it's just, it's not, it's not true. I've not really thought about it too much because maybe I've been involved in the white ball stuff when I've played in it and I've been, felt I've been fortunate to do that. And, I, and in my career, I've played a lot of red ball and I felt towards the back end of my career, the white ball was the way I went. So does it dilute it? Maybe. I think we play a lot of cricket. There's a lot of cricket in the English domestic and obviously the guy's going away. But it's, I guess people are at a point, if you get offered good money to come play franchise cricket, a lot of these guys changes their life, can buy, can buy a house, can do whatever. Like you'd be stupid to turn that down. Right. And right. the cricket career, I'm very fortunate with some other guys to have a long cricket career. Not everyone's careers last that long. So you've got to take the chance. Well, yeah, I should take this chance because in five, six, seven years, I'm not playing. I won't get opportunity to earn money this quickly again. So I feel maybe it is diluted a little bit. But as I said, I've not really, I'm not trying to sit on the fence or anything, but I've not really thought about it too much maybe because I've been involved in it a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. The way I see it, one of the great things cricket has to offer is all the different formats. So there's there's kind of something for everybody. Uh, if, you know, if you like cricket, I, I, I could watch pretty much any format myself uh, yeah. and, and appreciate it. But I think I think that's, to me, that's one of the very cool things about it. You have all these formats. You really have infinite formats if you think about it. You just, you just make, you know, it's a perfect backyard sport. You go out with some friends and you change the rules in just a little bit you can play it in any little space pretty much yeah and so i think with with all that creativity and diversity of the game uh i feel like it shouldn't be terribly hard to find a way to make it popular in various places you know to 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 to, to fit it perfectly to that culture or that what people like there you know it's just so adaptable i feel like people need to 
think about that a little bit more. Mate, I, I think there's a place for all of it. It just maybe needs to be formatted a little bit different. I, right. I found it, obviously, Milan just played 100. Then he, credit to him, he just went in and played the test match and got some runs. That's, a, that's not an easy thing to do. He's been trying to whack the white ball in the 100, and then you go and play when the ball... I didn't see too much today, but then the red ball swings and nips around. That, that's fair play to him. That's not an easy task, especially right. coming off the defeat in the last test match and the pressure's on. So it just shows you like people can do it, but it's not easy to do adapt. And, and that's tricky, isn't it? Because people watch the, the test stuff and we, we struggled and we got balled out and we didn't look great. But it's hard because if there's, you're going to drop people, the people are coming in from white ball cricket. It's a tricky transition. People who not know the game that well think it's easy to just go for, it's just a ball, just hit the ball. And obviously the ball does different thing and it's a different ball game altogether. Yeah, after watching Jimmy Anderson lately, I don't know how anybody hits the red ball, honestly. Like he <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's unbelievable, isn't he? He just keeps getting better and better. The definition of full member seems to be changing in part because of the cost of test in first class cricket and because of some of the things we just talked about. Do you see red ball cricket having a place in the USA eventually? And how cl- how useful would a system like that be in developing cricketers here? I think in any format. I think obviously the good coaching system and structure will teach the basics to youngsters and to guys coming through who want to learn the game. It's quite hard to be good T20 cricket if you don't have the fundamentals of being uh, to have the basics right. I think you need to have that all in place. Uh, I hope all formats play in America, but I think for right now, like as I said, I'm the hierarchy decide this and, and obviously not me, but my, I guess right now for the most exciting, I'm not sure the American public would want to watch a four day cricket and uh, nipping around like what maybe in the future, as you said, right. Uh, but right now you want something like the T20, which is fast and furious, isn't it? And, and it's exciting. If you mm-hmm. can pack out a crowd and guys, you guys have already probably talked about this on the podcast. And uh, when I listen, I think you guys did cover this like, the crowds want to see a similar to a home run. They want to take people hitting sixes and there's more sixes in a game in the T20 than there is home runs in the baseball game. For sure. So I think obviously in the short term and maybe the next how many years, I feel like the white ball is obviously the way forward to, to maybe grab that crowd and give them a massive interest in, in cricket. And maybe down the line when they learn the rules and the, the minor details and they get in love with the sport, then maybe they might have in, uh, go down that avenue and want to learn a normal about cricket. I think one of the things about test is versus T20. It's actually easier for me to explain test cricket to a new person um, because you just bat till you're out. You don't have to talk about, you really don't have to talk about overs that much at first, you know? Yeah. But T20 is a little harder to explain, but I think the best way to, to enjoy it is to watch it or play it myself. The best way to learn it is, I think the best way to learn cricket is go out and play a little, play a game with some people, have, have some fun. I feel like if you had people who are big sports fans in America, and I'm generally, this is the way it's going. If you have them in a bar or if you have this at the stadium watching a game of T20 cricket on a flat wicket and the guys are hitting the balls into the crowd, they're going to fall in love with it again. It's a similar atmosphere. It's similar, like, if you can bring the American, uh, the crowds in terms of, like, the baseball, uh, sorry, the baseball fans, like, you have your beer, you have your hot dogs and stuff in the crowds, I think it'd take off. As I said, it, I feel like that short format so quick, uh, not many delays, uh, a tiny break in between innings, but there's no sort of timeout, and it, and it is quick, you know? So I, I hope, but I think it obviously catch on, and that's why everyone invested. A lot of people invested some good money, and I, this is why I'm talking to you because the cricket's going in the right direction. 
Right. But it would also be nice down the line uh, if there was Red Bull introduced. And if you do that slowly by introduce people like the youngsters, the Red Bull side of stuff. But I feel it is quite hard, isn't it, with all the white. Even in England, you've got people watching the 100 ball now and then you're trying to teach them to play Red Bull cricket and just to block the ball instead of trying to reverse sweep it. It's up a hill, it's uphill battle. So yeah. that's that's just uh, that's how I feel the game is. It's unrealistic to think that a lot of the majority of kids don't want to practice hitting the ball out of the ground or hitting the ball over the neighbor's yard because they've seen people do it on TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think another one of the great things about sports in this country, professional sports and college sports, is we have we have time zones here. A lot of other countries don't have that. So you know, you can pretty much watch sports all day long if you want to here with cricket. That'll help, you know, especially when Major League comes around and you have a really high production quality. People who want to get into the sport because they can they'll be able to find it all day long on yeah. a weekend. All right. So we're coming to the end of the interview. And one of the things we like to discuss, we like to ask our guests at Emerging Cricket. Is if there's a law in cricket that you would change. What would you change about cricket if you had your way? I feel in, this is because I'm a baller. I, I feel like in the white ball cricket, uh, like each side, like if you ball leg side, you should be given some room for error. So if you go behind the baller's legs, like you have like about this much space and that you can, you can use that to ball your Yorkers in the depth at the end. So I feel like the game's going in a direction towards the batsman. It's going to make the bowlers better. But I only say this because I think Sean Pollock spoke to me about it and they would consider do, doing it a while back. So you you have an area that's much wider. Obviously, you've got the, the wide crease, the wide Yorker line, and also you have just a tiny bit leg side because the batsmen move around so much now. So you should be able to give it a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of something as a, as a bowler so you can hit it. Bowling, bowling around the wicket, it opens that line where you can fire. So you just go behind the heels. So. Right. Plus, you know, there's still risk in, in taking that tactic. If, if you use that as a tactic and you miss, you know, that's, yeah. that's not good. The, you know. the positive side is if the batsman knows you're bowling there, then it gives you more chance to go wide hole later on. You've got bigger room to be able to hit that wide hole and they've got to be able to reach for it, which gives it less chance of hitting it. But that's never going to happen, mate. That's just me daydreaming. <laughs> well, I guess if you want that, you can just stick to test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, if you did that in test cricket, I wouldn't be playing very long, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Liam, for, for joining us. I really appreciate you, you taking the time for me. I know it's late there. No, no, no problem, mate. It's, uh, as I said, we'd uh, had a bit of connection on the Instagram, chatting a little bit about the, uh, the minor league and stuff and i thought that we'd end up doing like uh, a chat at some point so it's actually nice to talk to you and it just takes to be honest i'm just so excited to get across to america and it's actually nice that i'm on conversations with people with american accent talking about cricket that's right. uh, that, that's <laughs> that's really exciting to me as i said 15 years ago it's uh, i would have snapped your hand off if someone said that so it's obviously good to to chat cricket uh, and looking forward to catch up and, and talking some more yeah, I had a great time for sure. I, I've, I've uh, been looking forward to this, so, so I'm glad we did it. Perfect. Cheers, Nate. Cheers.
On behalf of the team at Emerging Cricket, thanks for tuning in and remember that you can of course subscribe in the usual audio apps for regular podcasts, keeping you up to date with news from all over the world of Emerging Cricket. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for loads more great content. Bye for now.